Welcome to the Dad's Rank Things Podcast, a definitive ranking of the most indefinite things, from the commonsensical to the outright outrageous. Just two dads speaking their minds, or what's left of them. Welcome to episode 31 of Dad's Rank Things. I'm Jones. I'm Tyler. And it's almost July 4th, which is a national holiday, of course, and there's several holidays that we represent in America July 4th is the main one if you're an American, but did, I wanted to see, is there a holiday that we should celebrate that we currently aren't? Mm. And this includes getting off work. Did you take that approach of getting <laughs> off work? Yeah, that was like my biggest uh, thing. I, uh, what can I do to get off work? <laughs> what? And I always thought like, because I think for me, I measure uh, holidays by the banks are closed. So the bank's going to be closed for this, whatever we choose. Now, the banks are closed on a lot of holidays that I don't personally have off of work either. Uh, they have like a 13 or something like that holidays. Yeah. So hopefully, if anybody's listening and want to make these a national holiday, I'd be all up for it. My number three is Ben Franklin Day. So oh. Ben Franklin is arguably one of the most American icons ever. Because not only is he a founding father, he's an inventor, came up with the Poor Richard's Almanac, a diplomat, just all around... Awesome guy, as far as American history. He was one of the first abolitionists, I do believe. Um, I want to celebrate on the day that he flew the kite. Oh. And that was back on June 10th, 1752. I like this. Then, like, everybody would be out flying kites that day? <laughs> you can, but I just think it's, 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 it's important to recognize one of the most American guys ever. Um, so, Patriot. Uh, it goes with the American theme. And a little-known fact about Ben Franklin, yes, he invented the spectacles and a whole bunch of other things, but he's also in the Swimming Hall of Fame. He was an avid swimmer. Whenever you see pictures of Ben Franklin, you wouldn't think so. You could think he'd float pretty well, but he was a pretty good swimmer. Look, I'm an avid, like, Italian food eater. That doesn't get me in the Italian Food Hall of Fame. If there was one, maybe you'd be in there. Maybe I would. Uh, my number three is uh, Jackie Robinson Day. Uh, it should be a national holiday. Just recently, Major League Baseball has recognized it. Uh, so if you have seen games where everyone's wearing the number 42, mm-hmm. that's the day. So, But, you know, considering I want to get off work more and celebrate this guy, uh, his birthday is January 31st. Okay. So that could rotate into a Tuesday. Yeah. You know, and then it separates him from baseball. So baseball can still have their recognition, but the rest of the United States can still se- uh, celebrate uh, what he did, what he accomplished, what he went through to break the color barrier in baseball. Uh, it'd be a good forward thinking person in that. It kind of lends itself inside of Black History Month, too. Oh, so it just goes perfect transition. Down. You're right. One, one extra day to celebrate. Yeah. Uh, for me, my number two. Uh, is, to, is to celebrate the queens. That's right, uh, all the women. So it's oh, there you're going about and, the band queen. You know, I know there's Freddie like, Mercury. We could celebrate him too. You know, he was a queen. Uh, <laughs> first day of uh, of Women's History Month would be March first. Okay. Right. So what better day than to mark a day that's a national day for women, mm-hmm. uh, especially you know it, it, this is a time when a lot of people are trying to get off work anyway. Right. Because in the Midwest states to the north of us, people want to leave where they are and go south. Mm-hmm. So this gives them an extra day to start a spring break, end a spring break, put on your swimsuit, celebrate women. <laughs> um, what do guys do during this holiday? It's kind of they, like Mother's they, Day where you just kind of cater to the women? Yeah, you drive. Though? Okay. Yeah. And what do the women do? Just just nothing? Nothing. Nothing. They, they go south and put on their swimsuit. <laughs> you get tan. That's what they do. 
All right. Women's Day. Women's Day. All right. My number two is not specific to women, um, more universal, um, but guys will be happy about this, and that's Super Monday. So, of course, it's the Monday after the Super Bowl. Everybody wants this day off, um, not only to recap from the debauchery that happened the night of the Super Bowl, but also me personally, I want to avoid people on that Monday because all they want to do is recap the commercials, what was your favorite part of the game, what do you think of the Super Bowl halftime show, all that different thing. I want to avoid that conversation whatsoever. So you're saying you wouldn't have to have those conversations. Exactly, just wait another day. Something else is going to happen in their life on Monday and Tuesday they won't talk about it as much. Right, exactly. So it's a risk that I would be willing to take. The other thing about Super Monday, which I figured one of us would have in there anyway, Mm -hmm. is, and even in my, my history of that celebrated day, the Super Bowl, there's been a lot of times when the on that next Tuesday or Wednesday, right, people are sick. Yeah, because everyone's digging into the same bowls yeah, and, and spreading germs, spread germs everywhere, <laughs> and so maybe that extra day away from a lot of people could help, uh, you know, the uh, spread of some of the germs. Yeah, I hope you recuperate a little bit more, not only from the alcohol but also from the sickness. I mean, me and that one uh, sick guy are reaching for the same buffalo wings. It's gonna happen. Myself were from the uh, diarrhea or the clog from all the cheese, well, all the clogged pipes and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, you're not so sick, bro. Help. You just ate too much food that's garbage. <laughs> uh, my number one is Singles Day. And so we have Valentine's Day, right, which is made for couples, but I think yeah. there needs to be a Singles Day because 40% of Americans who are adults do not have a relationship Especially okay. long-term okay. relationships. 40%. So for those forty percent of people, they deserve a day. And I think what better day to celebrate than the exact opposite of Valentine's Day, and that is in August fourteenth. So six months later. Oh, I like what you did there. Six months later than Valentine's Day. Good gift that you might give somebody single, booze, or if you're a female, maybe ice cream. <laughs> I support this. Okay. I, th- I think there's money to be made. Yes. I think there's a a. a a good uh, greeting card system that could come around for singles. A lot day. of funny stuff, right? Uh, yeah, I you think you can't your, hold down a boyfriend or girlfriend. Your and... local bars could really celebrate the day. Yeah, that's, that's uh, where they make their bank. And next year you won't be single on Singles Day. Come on down to Jonesy's Pub. <laughs> you know, that's one that we could do. Uh, and finally, the uh, number one for me is the first Thursday of the NCAA men's basketball tournament. I agree with that. One. Not the play-in. The first round where yes. all the magic is happening. There's a lot of games, and by Friday you really don't want to watch anymore, almost. But you have to because you're so invested already. I think those are big parts of it. I mean, what would Dad's rank things be without the neighborhood kids coming by to ask your kid to come out and play? You know, or the dog running around the whole show. This is what Dad's rank things is all about. Tune in this week. For me, it's always been a long-standing tradition to pretty much drop whatever I'm doing at the 11.30 a.m. tip-off and then spend my entire day until the 11.30 p.m. end of basketball watching straight basketball all day. And I think, too, they've even bridged the gap where there used to be that gap between like 5 to 6.30 right. when we when we was kids. Yeah, there wasn't anything happening. They have a game now during right. that time. So you yep. get basically 12 hours straight of basketball and I think that should be celebrated because March is the best sports month there is. 
That's true. There's a lot going on in March. And, and to celebrate this day, you're talking about Thursday only or Thursday and Friday? Just Thursday. Just Thursday. Just Thursday. You got to go back to work on Friday. You do. You do. Yeah. And what, what, I don't know if I can get a four-day weekend approved by the, the nation. <laughs> uh, I, I really like this one. I think a lot of guys do this anyways. Mm -hmm. um, me personally, I scheduled my vasectomy during March Madness so I could just take it Brilliant. off anyways and just stay at home and watch basketball. Um, do you think that this is as widespread as... It should be. No. So for like Super Bowl Sunday, obviously you have a billion people around the world watching this. In March Madness, it's more isolated to America, but do you think it True. even infiltrates non-sports fans' culture? Not really, but in, in some ways it, it does for the brackets, right? Right, right. Bracketology is a big thing in the United States, so at almost every workplace there's going to be a work bracket right. that even the, the person that doesn't watch any basketball you know, lazy Larry or whoever in your in your office, and and they fill it out because they want to win some money and they they pay attention. Yeah. Now you have the day off to really pay attention to whatever teams you picked. It's always like Nancy bases a, a, on colors or mascots oh, yeah. or something like that. Oh yeah, that person cool. usually wins. One of the things that dads do best is we can drive and we can eat, and you know we we all consider ourselves good drivers, even though probably most of you guys aren't. Even better eaters. But we are even better eaters. So, you know, you got to throw down some stipulations if you're going to really value your eating on the road. So what we decided to do, you've heard of all the terms, rules of the road. We decided to go rules of eating on the road for our top three. So to give you uh, what we're going with, I'll give you my number three. And my number three rule is never do ketchup packets. Never do ketchup packets. I never do ketchup packets. Uh, ketchup the tub. The tub is w never. Just almost never do ketchup. Okay. Right. <laughs> Ketchup's out. Ketchup's out. All right. The tub is way more dangerous, and I think people think that if I'm driving, I'll just do the packet because that's got to be a little safer. At least there's right. some coverage in there. Right. It's a trick. It's a trick. Don't do it. All right. Because the ketchup, even in the packet, you hit a bump, and next thing you know, you're wearing the ketchup. I'll tell you what, ketchup doesn't look good. The stain doesn't look good on your driver's seat, right? And it's a tough one to get out. Okay. Okay, so you got to be careful. Definitely don't do the tub. And the packet's not the solution. Okay. Have you, have you heard of the hack of taking off one corner of the packet and dipping your fry in the packet itself? Yeah, that could work, I suppose. You're still going to risk messiness. Right. Yeah, I mean, it's still it's an open end. Choose a restaurant that has good french fries you don't need to dip. <laughs> All right. True. So, I, I, Heinz... Ketchup, yeah. they produce 11 billion packets of ketchup a year. Mm. That's enough for every person on earth to have two. <laughs> Did you ever eat just a packet of ketchup? Like, yeah, just, just squeeze uh, it out and eat it? No. <laughs> I maybe have like done a french fries and then squeezed it, you know, but not while driving. I used to do it all no, the time driving. as a kid, just eat ketchup packets. That, that was my supper. That doesn't surprise me. <laughs> uh, my number three is another no-no whatsoever. That's no wings. Ever. Oh god! I've tried it a billion different ways. It's just not possible to do it in a clean manner because it's, actually, it's not possible to enjoy it. I will say that you can maybe finagle away wearing gloves or something like that, but you're not able to enjoy your food. And with wings, that's the main point: is you want to enjoy the wings. Yeah. So say no wings ever. That's the one food that I don't think you can have possibly without making a mess. What? I like how we're questioning each other's. <laughs> what if I didn't get any sauce? Like a dry rub? Breaded 
even dry rub, I feel like, would be bad because the, the, the rub would yeah, just everywhere. all everywhere. But just like just bread. Plain, plain wings. Plain bread and Who wings. Who wants to eat plain wings, though? <laughs> because I still want to dip it in something. Yeah. And then, have, then, it's still, something. then it's still getting messy, mm-hmm. I guess. All right. Uh, my number two is, along with mess, if you're eating something cheesy or with sauce, you must always put your seat all the way up, no more reclining, all the way up. The box or the um, Paper wrapping goes yeah. in your lap and your napkin goes in as a bib. So that way, if something drops, you're at least 85% covered. Hmm. But again, seat goes all the way up. That's a lesson that I've learned in a lot, in a lot, after eating long what burritos. Happens, what happens if I'm sandwiches. back here? You have to lean forward. You, well, what happens? You get messy. I mean, that's what's going to happen. So if you're eating something that's going to create a little sauce or cheese mess, lean all the way forward. Put it up. That's it. I, I, I really like this. That, that, that could bib in a napkin. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then... Never did that. I huh? never thought of that. Oh, yeah. Especially a, with a lot of dress shirts. So dress good. shirts, of course, you got the they got the fold up yeah. collar. You need something to hang that off. So you want to get those messy right there. That's a good tip there. Uh, my number two is is smaller is better. Okay, smaller is better. It's not something you hear a lot in life. Mm-mm. All right, but if you do, let's say two double cheeseburgers, that's going to be safer than one double Whopper. True. You see where I'm going with this? Yes. So my rule is. Smaller and more mm-hmm. is better than bigger and less. Right. You, you, you want the quantity in several different smaller portions. Yes, rather than just the big one that you have to try to manage while driving. So like two double cheeseburgers and a McChicken rather than a double, che- you know, a double Whopper mm-hmm. or a double thick burger or something. So keep it smart, people. You can still get the same amount of food in your belly and keep yourself clean and your car clean. Yeah, you just have to pay a little bit more, but at least you're staying dollar, clean. Maybe not. The dollar menu. Dollar menu. Yeah, yeah. Dollar menu. It all like balances that. out. I like See that. what I mean? So that's my number two. And here's my number one. If you're going to do it, always, this isn't a never, this is an always, my number one, always cruise control. Oh, yeah. Rules of the road while eating. Uh, you laugh at this, Jones. No, I'm not, I did, that's, that's I did research. I did research. Okay, 2004, uh, 2015 survey showed only 34% of drivers use cruise control. What? That was a two, that was from an from an auto website. 34, like a third of the drivers. Third of the drivers use control. Use cruise control, and, and two thirds don't Correct. use cruise control. That, that's insane. Now that will, I mean, <laughs> I say that's insane, but I always get pissed off at the people who go. I get it. There's big cities you can't do it because you yeah. you know you might run into traffic, and so there's no point. And so that's where a lot of our people live in this country is bigger cities. But 34 percent just. Mm-hmm. If you ask me, just that's all the questionnaire said. Do you use cruise control? Mm-hmm. Hell yes. Yeah. Yeah. You should. Why yeah. wouldn't I? Yeah. That's what it's just built for. It's definitely built for helping us eat because your brain's thinking of a lot of other things. You don't want having to worry about your speed and where the yeah, gas you is. on your hands and your mouth. Hands and the mouth rather than the feet. I understand that. Yeah, I agree with that Disappointing one. statistic, wasn't it? <laughs> yes, it was. I ruined your day. <laughs> My number one is another always, and I need a lot of people to repeat this with me. So if you're eating the car right now, this is the tip that you can actually put into use. Put so, the phone down and stop watching this. <laughs> so you can listen on the podcast, or if you're watching this on Facebook or YouTube, uh, just listen closely. <laughs> so if you have fries, take those fries, the container that it comes in, you put it in the cup holder. Fries go in the cup holder always. So it's easy, easily accessible. You just reach over and grab a fry. Plus, it's not spilling everywhere. So a lot of times the fries spill all over the bag and you have a mess on your hands. They'd spill it to the other cup holder. 
typically. Well, if yeah. they're stacked well, if they're yeah, stacked well, you can just write, write in the cup holder. So you have your drink in one mm. cup holder, and you have your fries in the other cup holder. So you have your burger and your sandwich in your lap, you have the fries in the cup holder, and you have your drink. It's everything right there within reach. Are there any, I'm trying to think, I know there's some restaurants that do like the circle cup, but the circle french fry holder. Mm-hmm. But I feel uh, like K- KFC might be one. I feel like most of your chains have the square. Yeah, but you can convert them easily. Just go inside the cup holder. Now, unless you get the double XL fries that will give you heart disease after one serving. But Don't judge my taste in French fries, you jerk. So now that a lot of the restrictions are being lifted uh, after the coronavirus, people are actually attending weddings once again. Uh, and so with weddings, of course, comes receptions and getting down and boogieing. But we want to tell you what songs you shouldn't boogie to. And if there's a bride or groom who is making that decision right now, what songs should you play and which songs should you not play? We'll give you advice on the latter. So what songs should you never play at a wedding reception? I'll start off with it. My number three is Blurred Lines. So on your do not play Do list? not play list. A lot of people don't think about this, but you know what that song's about, correct? Uh, no, we okay. <laughs> no. So, Grandma definitely doesn't want you to hear it, and I don't know if anybody really needs to hear a song about if he may be rape. That's what Blurred Lines oh, actually God. means. So, I just don't think it's worth playing at a wedding. <laughs> well, that song is not aging well. <laughs> no. <laughs> so, that song, I mean, it's, it's, it's catchy, it gets stuck in your head, but if you, as with a lot of songs, I think that really do get stuck on your head, if you really knew what the meaning behind it, you might second guess yourself. Uh, yeah, a lot of songs obviously would do that, uh, but not my number three. And my number three, and I'm going to go with ones that I actually had on my do not playlist for the for my reception. So my number three uh, was the chicken dance. Yeah, and uh, I don't really care personally about this one. You know, the more I listen to it, I'm like, okay, maybe I can see why I don't want to see people doing that in mine. My wife was a definite no on the chicken dance, and I get it. There's going to be a lot of dances group dances out there that are fun yeah this one i feel is more uh embarrassing than it is fun yeah and it's really hard to coax people out for the chicken dance i feel like whenever that's played you have like the really old people and you have the kids and that's, that's about, about it. it. Yeah. Uh, and now that we're getting well beyond, was it 20, 30 years whenever this first started, it's even fewer people who actually really know how to do it. So now you're just stuck with the old people. Kids really don't want to do I mean, it anymore. Well, almost everyone knows this part. The chicken wing part. You know, yeah, but and all this. Uh, yeah, so you're going to see a theme with mine. My number two is the cha-cha slide. That's my, my number one. Okay. Uh, this, uh, you know, so first of all, there, there was an article that I read from 2017. This was uh, like the number one or number two most banned song mm-hmm. for, for uh, wedding receptions in America. So I don't think that Jones and I are alone in this. Um, I understand the point, and DJs do this to get people going, to get them on the dance floor. Right, because not everybody is confident in dancing, but that's my problem with both the Cupid Shuffle and Cha-Cha Slide, which I group as one song, because, let's face it, it is one song, um, but it's barking directions at you at how to dance. Okay. The trouble of that with a group is that not everybody follows those instructions correctly, so you have them bumping into each other. So, little Maria is going to get run over by somebody. <laughs> and, and yeah, and everyone's trying to watch like one person who knows how to do it. Yeah. Right? You yeah. ever notice that? No, knows how to do it, yes. And then uh, my, my wife's favorite pet peeve about this particular song uh, is that people get that are really good like with their feet and stuff mm-hmm. on the bottom, like they get real too loose on the top, so they're like... 
<laughs> they're like the Bernie. But, yeah, they're kind of Bernie, but like doing all the footwork on the side because they're really good at it, you know, and they just think they're awesome. My number one pet peeve with Cha Cha Slide and, and Cupid Shuffle is the Cha Cha. So people get really, really fancy with the Cha Cha. So they get the arms That's going the and they get the feet going. It just pisses me off because I don't know. Why, 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 why do you want to show off? Why do you, you got to show off? None of these white people know how to Cha Cha. <laughs> like, that's the problem. So Cupid Shuffle slash um, Cha Cha Slide are my number one. I'll go back to my number two. My number two is YMCA. So it's another song that has a famous dance to go along with it, even though they don't bark out instructions about how to do YMCA. It's still you shouldn't still have to. Dance. But we're forty more than forty years past this about when it actually took place. So I mean, we don't have to play this at events anymore, right? Since it's forty years old. So so Joe, this is my number one as well. Okay, so we were we never <laughs> do sync. this. We're in the exact same boat here, and I I completely agree. And for me, I have it's not about the dance to me. Like, I hate the song. I've never liked the song. Yeah. There's never been a part of me that's like, oh, what a good song. Like, I don't like it. I've never <laughs> liked it in my entire life, and I don't want it played in my wedding reception. Is that so bad? It's yeah, not so bad. So, it, sure, is it, it was also on the list of most mm-hmm. uh, banned songs on the Do Not Playlist for, for people's wedding receptions, but it was also on the list for 2020 Most Fun Wedding Songs. Most 2020 fun? most fun wedding songs. I read an article about that, and the YMCA was on the list. So this came out in 1978. We're again 42 years later after this thing. Little known fact: this thing never reached number one in America. It was number one across the world in like 18 different countries mm-hmm. on the Billboard charts, but only reached number two in America when it came out in 1978. So while it might be catchy, it never actually reached number one. Well, I, I mean, for for me, it's just we keep it off there, and uh, we'll be happy. And you know what the song was about? Let me go back to the words, the lyrics of this thing. Hooking up at the Y. That's not a place I would hook up at. I don't know if that's a dad advice thing that we tell our kids. Don't hook up at the Y. Don't hook up at the Y. You know, like uh, plenty of places, I'm sure. But we'd, uh, we did reach out to you uh, and we asked, hey, what are some songs you have on your do not playlist for your wedding reception? And you guys were pretty good in your uh, responses to us. All right, so give me your gut reaction to this. Um, I Hope by Gabby Barrett. <laughs> is that like a slow slow country song? I have no idea what that is. Matt Matt uh, says, I Hope by Gabby Barrett. I have never heard that. Well, before. I hope they don't play that at your reception. Uh, Ryan Rogers says, Love Hurts. Oh, God, no. <laughs> I would agree with that at the wedding reception. I would not want to hear that. Uh, <laughs> this is my favorite comment of all time that we've ever had on the Dad's Rank Things page. So, again, we asked you what song should you not play at a wedding. Give Me That Nut by NWA. (laughs) (laughs) Nothing more suitable. (laughs) You know, I think it's easy, E, but who cares? So, Ezra, thank you for the comment. Again, my my favorite one of that we've ever had on Dad's Rain Things. Give Me That Nut by NWA. Just a strange, strange one. Uh, Chris says, I got my name changed back. (laughs) I agree at a wedding. That's probably not. Is that a country song? I have no idea. I've never heard that one, but from the title, it it probably is. Uh, let's see. Amanda says, Papa Roach, Last Resort. <laughs> Actually, you know what? If, if, the, if the crowd's going and you got them dancing and you drop on that, that, that song. Suffocation. No, no breathing. breathing. <laughs> it might work. I kind of disagree. Sorry. Going to have to say I disagree there. Um, Larry says, my wife let me play Ball and Chain. Social D, that's the one they must playlist. Good for you. Uh, Yvonne agree with you on the chicken dance and it has a throw up emoji on that. 
Um, Val says anything by SOAD is sure to get Granny's blood pressure on the rise. SOAD? SOAD. Are there periods Sons there? Or is of that... Anarchy. <laughs> SOAD, yeah. SOAD. I, I haven't heard of them. Hmm. Val, let us know what that stands for. Uh, Emery says tequila makes her clothes fall off. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't need to give Aunt Esther any ideas. Hmm, that's true. Uh, Spencer's right along with this Cupid Shuffle and Cha Cha Slide and the Macarena, which is something we didn't touch on, but I saw that on a lot of lists as doing the research. Uh, yeah, you know, it, if it played in mine, uh, whatever, it's gonna happen. I can't ban them all. All right, Bo hit us really quick with uh, five of them. Let's go rapid fire. OPP, Naughty by Nature. Stacy's Mom by Fountains of Wayne. I'll Make Love to You by Boys to Men. What? Pony by Genuine. Bo, I disagree with Come that. On, I Bo. love Pony. Two classics there. Uh, what It's Like, Everlast. It's the End of the World as We Know It, R.E.M. And Before He Cheats by Carrie Underwood. Before He Cheats <laughs> probably the one I agree with the most. <laughs> what It's Like. <laughs> I don't even know that song. Y'all seen a man at the liquor store begging for your change. Uh, Brian M. Says Love Shack B52s. I agree with that. One. That's a Love Shack one. is one that gets stuck in your head. Good lord. All, the, all the ladies waiting for Tin Roof Rusted. <laughs> What's Tin Roof Rusted? 